Welcome to Holding Center, a podcast created to help you own and hold center stage, not only on show day, but also in your life. I'm your host, Ashley Markham, owner of Myo Strength, and joined with me is my co-host, Ashley Spoker, owner of B&B Fit. Let's hold center. Yo, what's up, Spilks? What is going on? Happy Friday. Hello, everyone. It's been a hot minute since we've been on the mic, to be honest with you. I Two weeks, yeah. Yeah. I, like, want to say, like, I was deathly sick, but, like, that just sounds so dramatic. No, dude, like, you sent me that voice memo, and you're like, hey. And I was like, yeah, we're not recording today. You're like, no, I'm fine. I was like, Ash. (sighs) Yeah, it was bad. Like, I don't know what happened. Like, I went to, like, a family event, and then two days later, which there's people that were, like, sick there, too, and, like, usually I'm pretty okay, but... I it just started like going downhill like it was on Saturday and like by Monday 3 p.m. like I was like oh man I'm sneezing a lot and then I had like a runny nose and then I had a stuffy nose and then I had like this barking cough and then I lost my voice and I was like what the fuck is going on and in my nursing job actually in my nursing career of six years I have called off four times and that was the fourth time yeah so like that's how bad I was I have never called the other like two times I think I another time I was sick and then the other two times I called off were for like family emergencies or like death or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I was like that sick that I was like, dude, I can't like, it was horrible. Um, so yeah, Ash, I was like, Ash just told us like we weren't recording. Cause I'm sure it probably would have just sounded like nasty. And like, I probably wouldn't have listened to the whole thing to be honest with you. If my voice was just like a 40 pack or 40 year pack smoker, like a day, like, yeah, That's it was bad. That's pretty bad. But how are you? Not too shabby, doing doing pretty good. There is this like Christmas tree lighting that we're like going to at like 5 36 o'clock. So Eric's gonna train. Um, I'll probably do the gym, just like walk around, do some mobility stuff, and then we're gonna go to the Christmas tree lighting and uh just kind of see how how that shakes out. Oh my god. So two things I wanna say because I want to talk about what I'm doing tomorrow. It's exciting for me at least. And then the Christmas tree lighting in my city. So <laughs> You, know, you guys know Ash came and visited me, which is like so amazing. Like two weeks ago, honestly, like right before I got sick. Maybe you got me sick. Maybe we were making out too much. So, That's right. Thirties. <laughs> but anyway, so oh my god, this is so funny. So Ash comes into town, and I live near Cleveland, Ohio, and she's like, "Just take me around the city." And I was like, "Girl, I don't go to the city. Like, I do not go downtown. I don't go to the big city." So we had the Christmas tree lighting last week for our city, and there were shots fired. <laughs> like yeah look at your face like so shocked and I was like oh that you bring that up and like for me I'm just like yeah like whatever like there's a bunch of people downtown like everyone's getting like shot at like whatever but like when you say that I was like oh man it's probably like not normal to have that at like the Christmas tree lighting it was so like your eyes they're, are they were like the Christmas tree lighting more like Christmas tree lighting up <laughs> <laughs> literally it was like yeah like someone was down there and like I don't think anyone was injured um I think a few people oh I think well no one died I think two people had to go to the hospital but still I was just like and that's why I don't go into the city ever <laughs> but yeah like we we're um you know we're from Alex we're talking about it and he was like yeah like people he's like my one buddy from work his wife really wanted to go it's same thing like we're not going into the city we don't like it and then like the next day like that came out on the news report and he's like see I told you and I was like yeah like it's just not like fun I went it's really nice it is really beautiful because it's really big and it's like a downtown city like I went 
probably when I was like 21. So like nine years ago, um, I was heavily intoxicated though at that time <laughs> and like, it was fun, but yeah, like it's just not ideal for yeah who want to stay safe, but tomorrow I'm excited for this. Um, <laughs> cause I believe in this shit, but I'm going to meet with like a psychic. Like I'm going to like this house warming party or this lady's having a bunch of people over for, I don't even know what. And, um, me and my mom got invited and she's like, yeah, we're going to have like a psychic there and she can do a reading on each person. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. tell me my future. Tell me everything. Like, tell me if my stools are going to get better because I just had a really type two hard one. And that's what I want to know. Dang. Yeah. I know you're not like too like foo-foo into that, but like, I was just like, dang, I'm excited. Like, no, that's not true. It's, we believe different things. We yeah. believe the same thing, but we believe how they happen differently. Let me give you an example. I would not go to a psychic, but um, I don't know what you would call this, but like when my mom was pregnant with me, it'd be 28 years ago, she went to a, I don't even know what you would call this. Like a, in, in Christianity, we believe that there are some people that are like given gifts of, of foresight and stuff like that. <laughs> And so my mom went to see this woman and this woman like had a vision or whatever. And she touched like her pregnant belly with me in it being like, this girl is going to be such a blessing in your life in the eyes of others. She is going to do so much good in the world and she's going to be a good person. And because my mom had a horrible pregnancy, right? right? Like the placenta wall kept attaching, like bedridden, like absolutely like we you know, I I'm lucky to be alive, you know, but she would like, you know, placed her hands on my mom's stomach. And it's like, this girl is going to be a blessing to you. So like, you could call that a psychic, right? Like I wouldn't call it a psychic. I would call it like a, a, a religious vision. I don't know, but it's like different mm-hmm. herbs, same thing. So yeah. that's, I'm excited for you, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's still like spiritual on a level. Yeah. Spiritual. There you go. That, that's the word. That's the word I was looking for is spiritual. <laughs> yeah it's cool I mean so I'm excited like yeah um I've like been to a psychic before and I've had like a few readings done um and I try and be like very mindful to the point where it's like do I believe this or am I fitting my life to believe this you know what I'm saying kind of thing oh yeah I see you yeah like because if you ever had like a fortune cookie and you like read it and like some of them are like Oh yeah, whatever. Something happens in the next couple of days, or like you read your horoscope, and I do believe in the whole horoscope thing. But sometimes, like the horoscope will say something, and you're like, "Oh my god, that's just like it, like instantly like," or you like try and fit things into it that don't necessarily like fit. Like you're kind of pulling things away, and you're like, "Oh yeah, like, I guess that could be it," rather mm-hmm. than like just like what it really is. So I try and be like mindful and not just be like, you know, she's like like say the psychic was like yeah, in order for you to grow, like say she said something like, you know, you're, you're going to have to like make sacrifices, but you know, it'll be so worth it. Like say you have to like, you know, spend all this money to make money. Like, is that really accurate? Sometimes yes. Sometimes no. Like, do I just want to go and drain my whole bank account? Probably not. Right. Like I'm not going to like jump at like whatever she says, so to speak, but I got you. I got you. It'll be cool. It'll be definitely cool. Well, I'm excited for you then. Thank you. We'll see how it goes. I'll stay tuned, everybody. I'll let you guys know next week. Absolutely. Um, I once went to like a fair. It was like a Halloween in the park activity um, at my like parents' place back in when I was a youth. And there was like a psychic there, a fortune teller, which I mean, like it was probably just someone's mom dressed up as a fortune teller. To be honest with you, I doubt she had like 
any credentials, but she told me I was going to have 12 kids. And I was like, whoa. Okay. She met like 12 cats in your lifetime. Yeah, she met she met a full roster of competitive athletes. <laughs> yeah, that's what she meant. Those, yeah, your kids. There you go. That's oh, my God. Yeah, I see you were going to like guide people and lead people. And she just couldn't tell what it was, though. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, she, God bless. God bless. Funny. But we have an exciting topic. I'm actually pretty excited about this one. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things I've done before, some of the things I've noticed as a coach um, that are on here. Um, but our topic today is, are you cheating during your prep or on your prep um, when you're in competition prep? Is it, ooh, is it in or on? I'm saying, I say in prep. I don't in say prep. on prep. In prep on prep i don't know because you're like not on pre- you can't be on top of prep you were in prep because you were like in i mean i guess like grammatically speaking but like on prep like you're it's like game on i just imagine myself like standing on top of prep <laughs> during prep we'll use that during that. prep <laughs> yeah are you cheating during prep there we go i'm just and- being an asshole <laughs> Yeah, I guess either way, take your vote, everybody. What do you think it is? What do you say? Um, so yeah, here are some things that like we kind of like outlined and listed that like could be potentially like preventing you from having a better prep, bringing a better physique. Um, you know, that's obviously what we always want. And I know that obviously with each prep, things do get a little bit easier. You you learn a little bit more too about yourself, about the way the body works, um, about how you respond. But some of these things um, can really, really cause like a lot of like backfire. And you may not even know that you're doing them, like um, especially when you're like deep in prep and like you're kind of like running on on fumes. You just may like not even think about it and realize that it does make an impact on on you. Yeah. So item number one is not weighing out your condiments. Like there is no such thing as calorie free. Um and this is something that literally just sparked in my brain, like while we were just like shooting the shit before we started recording. But I remember when I first started to diet and this was back in like 2013, 2012 era, but I think more 2013, I remember there was like an article or something like that because social media wasn't really a thing back then where it was like, if you eat celery, it's actually negative calories. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Because it was like, it takes more to break it down than the calories that you eat it. And I was like, you know, stuffing my face full of celery. Cause I was like, I'm, you know, extra burning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. I remember like I had this one friend and we were in prep and she would put mustard on it, like celery, like instead of like peanut butter, in the middle of celery, like mustard and eat it like that because like mustard on the back is a calorie free item. Like there is no calories in it. Um, but essentially that's not true. Right. Like you said, um, I used to be like, a mustard whore. Like I would use it as like salad dressings. I would put it on everything. Oh yeah. And like, I would totally like overdo it. And even though it says that there's not any calories in it, there actually are. Um, the reason that it says that there's not is because companies have like leeway on the ability to round their, um, calories so they can either round up or round down. So say it was like one. Yeah. They can round, they can choose to round down. Right. Um, another big hitter that I think with like the whole calorie free items um, is, you know, like the the Walden Farms um, <laughs> dressings, syrups, things like that. Um, 
I think those can be abused. Um, you still have to remember too, they have like sodium in them. So they're going to make mm-hmm. you cold water as well. Um, so I noticed too, that like, I will pull, I will tell all my clients like, Hey, we have to be weighing this shit out. Um, and if they're not, you'll know, because I usually pull condiments around three weeks out and you'll start to tell like weight will drop. It's like, Oh, okay. So I didn't know you were using a bucket of fucking barbecue sauce, yep. sugar-free barbecue sauce for your chicken. That's fine. But here we are. But yeah, so I'll pull them like relatively early. Um, Cause a lot of people say you can have that stuff all the way up until show day or peak week, whatever it is, but I'll pull them early because sometimes I know that people aren't weighing them because it gets exhausting. It's a nuance, um, but it is really important because it can make a difference obviously within your physique and within your caloric intake, if you are abusing them. Yep, exactly. Exactly. I know personally for me, it was the Walden farm syrup. And like, I would get so desperate trying to like, again, I'm a stuck, mistaken, mistooken. I think I said this last time we had the issue. I'm a stooken, um, feeling full with feeling satiated. And I was also like yeah. at the time. So I wasn't even using like animal fats to keep myself like actually like satiated. Um, mm-hmm. so I would do like all of the, the fluff bullshit shit. And I legit got so hooked into Walden farms. I spent so much fucking money on Walden farms. Expensive. Guinea syrups. Dude, I tried their peanut butter. Mm, no 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 like just no like to give you a comparison i would rather like suck an unwashed dick after like Mm -hmm. a sweaty leg day because like the peanut butter was just i wasn't like the fact that they could call that peanut butter legally like death penalty like just straight to jail (laughs) i want to like look it up right now and see what like the kids like was like what was the consistency it was it was like a thicker, I, I, it's not even a paste, but like a thicker Ugh. fluid, but like. So just, it's like $5 for this jar. Yeah. And it's ass. Ew. It looks like it would smell weird too. Yeah. Oh, and it's, it's calorie free guys. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not calorie free. It's like, it should be illegal. There is one gram of fiber, though, in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> Gross. It was bad. But number, number two on our list, um, which I actually had an athlete doing this, and um, oh my God, we did not figure it out, or we did not have the conversation, or it was not brought to my attention um, until like five weeks before her show. Um, she was not tracking or weighing a single vegetable that she was putting in her body during the entire prep. Oh, wow. Granted, I took her on. Um, she was like self-coach and I took her on at like maybe nine weeks out. And then I'm like, what is going on here? Like, why are, why is nothing happening? Like, why yeah. are we stalling? We're dropping food. But she was like, we'd drop food and she'd still continue to eat more veggies. And I'm like, she finally was like, yeah, well, I don't track any of my veggies. And apparently it's a thing. And I did not know that. Like I thought anything you put in your mouth is something that you're going to weigh and something that you're going to track during prep. So yeah, I mean, again, guys, like it it just adds up to the whole, like, this is a caloric intake. Like there is, Mm -hmm. obviously it's going to make a difference. Like, especially too, when you're that dieted down, like being five weeks out, um, you are obviously extremely hungry. You're going to want to eat a lot of shit, Mm -hmm. um, regardless. So it's like, how else can I feel full? Is it going to be the most satiating? Like you said, probably not, but like at that point when you're in prep, like you just want to feel full because you're so tired too. Um, so it's like, 
well, you're so hungry as well. Sorry. And you just like, she was eating like tons and tons of like zucchini and carrots and things like that, like bowls of them. And I'm just like, this is like 300 extra calories that we're not accounting for like at all. Yeah. Like she would have her meal and then have like a giant bowl of like vegetables on the side. Yeah. Yeah. And I never knew that was a thing. And we had the conversation, like, obviously I wasn't like yelling at her or anything like that. I'm just like, wow, sure. like, I was like, where did you hear this from? Like, I just don't think that was something that like, maybe I didn't make it clear, but like everything we eat, we track. And she's like, no, like I have a lot of friends that like do this. And I thought that's, you just don't track them. Like they don't count. And I was like, no shit. Yeah. So that's a pretty old school, I think mentality. Really? Mm-hmm. I never heard it until a year ago or so when mm-hmm. I took her out. I was like, whoa. Yeah. I think that's like an old school bodybuilding where like some people don't track um, like vegetables. They consider them free since they're low, low calorie, low carb, whatever some are. And then some don't track trace protein. So for example, like if you're using nuts as a fat source, since like the, the, protein source in nuts is shit they won't track that as protein but those are still calories right so those are like two ways of like doing things not necessarily incorrectly depending upon the person that you're working with in terms of like what they can handle mentally but if we're in a contest prep setting which is a very extreme diet like Mm -hmm. everything counts like licks sniffs like you know what i'm saying like it is a very extreme method of tracking yeah, no, I agree. And um, yeah, like obviously this is related to like contest prep. So mm-hmm. it needs to be top tier. The expectations are extremely high. But yeah, as far as you said, like depending on like the client, sometimes it's like, oh, just make sure you're getting like a serving of veggie. Cause like the the average like lifestyle, this is like a side side tangent client is not going to eat that much veggies, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're just not like it's just not that appetizing unless you're, I don't know, maybe a freak of nature. Um, but in prep when you're hungry, you're hungry. You're going to eat. Exactly. Exactly. Item number two, you're chewing too much gum at me. Um, same dude, I became such a gum whore and during prep and like, especially during dieting phases, I will chew gum. Cause like, you know, that minty freshness does kind of signal to your brain, like, Hey, you're done eating. Cause like, you know, you brush your teeth you know, after you eat breakfast or you brush your teeth before bed, that kind of signals to your body that like, Hey, I have finished eating for the day or eating for a a time period, you know, we're, we're good now. So like that gum mentality can be nice to like have that minty freshness, but also like kind of, it's a psychological trick to be like, okay, well, I, something's in my mouth. I'm eating, I'm chewing. It's sweet. It's, it's minty. It's refreshing. I'm happier, but like, they're still not calorie free, especially if you're getting like good gum brands, like extra or is it five, the gum brand? Oh, oh my God. They used to have the commercials. Yes. Yeah. Like, like in the black little boxes and like the mm-hmm. wrappers are always like a vibrant color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like those are like, so since they're the better brands, like they have two grams of a carb per stick. So like, you know, you're adding in like eight extra calories. And if you go through like 10 sticks of gum a day, which I mean, sometimes I did, you know, not only can your digestion be fucked, but that's, you know, 80 extra calories. And if you're a smaller bikini competitor, especially that 80 calories fucking adds up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like I, um, I was definitely a gum abuser in my first prep, um, so, a little bit in my second prep too. My first one, I would eat like an entire pack in a day. 
Um, I wouldn't even go for the minty ones. I'd go for like the flavored ones, like the fucking like icebreaker grape shit, which probably is like five carbs. Oh. Uh, yeah. Like, cause they would have like, oh, ooh, I would do a lot of like the cinnamon, like the big red too. Mm-hmm. Like that spicy cinnamon. Oh, one. the big red is good. I fuck up some big red. Cause if you don't chew big red, then fuck you. And if you Dude, don't. That's that- like our childhood, is it not? And juicy fruit. Juicy fruit, juicy fruit, like disintegrated in my mouth. I fucking hated juicy yeah. fruit. Yeah, it was like not good quality gum sticks, to be honest with you. They were like kind of hard. But yeah, like Ash said, like chewing too much gum, like again, it is going to add into calories. Um, A lot of digestive issues with it as well. You're also sucking in a lot of air every mm-hmm. time you chew too. Um, So like, obviously keep it in moderation, right? Um, But it can cause bloating too. Like if you notice at the end of the day, you're like, oh man, like, why am I so bloated? Like, why am I uncomfortable? It's probably all that extra air that you sucked in while you were chewing gum. Um, And then just, yeah, like it it obviously is going to have like, you know, some, some artificial like sweeteners and things in it too, which, which aren't really the best. Um, I used to know somebody that she only did like one prep, but she used to like, like she got this habit of like, eating the gum like she'd chew it and then she'd like swallow it swap oh no 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 so really imagine like what kind of like digestive issues were linked to like that too but i think it was just like the way that her brain was like you're chewing something like you need to swallow it like you know bro that xylitol like i bet you she had some funky farts yeah i'm sure i'm sure it smelled like dumpster fire like bad um, not that I was like sitting around smelling her farts, but yeah, just like all of that. And like she, she would have like a pack of gum for like at night, like before she went to bed, like as a fucking yeah. meal or something, um, you know, which I don't know if you ever swallowed a piece of gum, but like I did when I was younger and it would terrify me. Yeah. I thought it would be stuck in my intestines and never come out, Oof. but that's, it does, that's but, don't do it. but don't do it. Next on our list, and this is one of my absolute favorites, um, because I think it's very common too. Um, so another way that you could be cheating on your prep and not bringing the best physique that you possibly can is believing or telling yourself that you don't have to train as hard. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, so obviously let's, you know, there's always going to be like a little star asterisk. Mm-hmm. There is higher risk for injury, right? So we always have to play it safe. Okay. So let's start off with there because someone's going to say something about it maybe, but anyways, um, so, but telling yourself that you don't have to train as hard because, you know, the goal is to like, become like lose fat, be lean. Like you already have the muscle. Um, you're tired. You have less calories. You can't quote unquote build muscle in prep. Like I hear that so often. So, Naturally, you just kind of tell yourself that you don't have to train as hard as you have been, but you're hurting your physique again. Like you are cheating in your fucking prep. You have to think of the energy demand that it's taking you in your off season that is taken into accountability that your body is producing when you are training. And then all of a sudden you have this massive decline the minute you hit prep. Like, what do you think is going to happen? You know, obviously you're already eating less. Recovery does get a little bit more tricky. Um, just because we're getting so lean, but like, if you're not training as hard, like, first of all, you're not, you're mentally not going to feel as good in my personal opinion. Second of all, like, you're not going to be able to sustain any of the muscle that you built the entire off season that you had. And now we're in a place, which thankfully we're getting more towards this, that like people are having longer off seasons and really trying to grow during those. So why would you think that it's okay to just kind of slack off or not want to train as hard? 
um, and, and let go of like all that hard work you did for the last two years to, to maybe not even show up better than you did before. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's definitely something that I was guilty of. And obviously like, we'll be doing a kind of a, a part, not necessarily a part two, but like ways that you're, you're messing up your off season. And that's like, you know, people grow into prep because they like some people mm-hmm. like they turn that, that dial, they flip that switch and they're like, yo, let's go. And they start like, you know, improving their physique because they actually are training harder. And it's like, mm-hmm. God damn, well, you could have looked even better had you been doing that in your off season. But yep, that definitely was me. It was, you know, we weren't training as hard, but we added more volume, right? Because like we were dieting, we wanted to burn calories, keep your heart rate up. So we would like mm-hmm. shorten rest periods, do like more circuit trial. Yep. Oh, circuits. I did a ton of circuits my last mm-hmm. prep and I got so fucking small. Yep. So exactly. Small. exactly. I remember, yeah. I remember because you know how for national shows they have the commentators mm-hmm. like it's by the live, which I fucking love. They're fucking great. They're actually kind of funny sometimes. Um, I remember walking out. Well, someone recorded like the live thing and sent it to me and they walked out and the, the commentators were like, oh, wow, for five, five, that girl's tiny. Like she's small. And it was the whole time because I was like, in my mind, I was like, you're not going to build muscle. We're here to lose fat during prep. So I was just blowing through my workouts, just trying to get a pump, um, using a lot of like bands, not training as hard as I, as I have, um, my rest periods were probably 45 to 60 seconds between it was get in, get out, um, a lot of high volume as well. So I think that that hurt my physique a ton because I came out on that stage and just had no density. Um, I was very shredded, uh, but I just did not measure up. Obviously I didn't place top 10 or anything like that. So um, it makes a difference guys. It really, really does. Um, Keeping that training intensity. And the thing is too, uh, I think a lot of people kind of get in that mindset, like I'm already tired. Like this sucks. I don't want to do it, which are all normal thoughts. And, you know, you're more sore everything hurts a little bit. It's harder to move these weights, but always remember too, that like, if there comes a point, like your coach will pull back, they need you to. Right. Um, so like, there's always like a safety zone in my mind, like you're training as hard as nails and it's like, okay, like let's pull back rather than like, you're not training hard enough. Like we have to keep pushing and going and going and going. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like, you know, do your absolute best because then you have that wiggle room, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that kind of like ties into a really good segue into like ignoring stress and ignoring like biofeedback specifically um when it comes to like your your contest prep like a lot of things people and a lot of competitors and I'm guilty of this like we get in the mindset of I need to push I need to push I need to push I need to not be a pussy don't be a little bitch like you can take more you can take more let's cut food let's add more cardio like I'm not progressing quick enough I'm not going to like make it to my show date whatever which as another topic of conversation, but like you ignore the stress, you ignore the poor sleep, the declining energy, the declining strength in the gym, the digestion changes, Mm. the the increased maybe resting heart rate or increased fasting blood glucose, even though we're dieting. Um, Maybe you notice that your mood is absolutely dog shit. Like you just feel like a flat Stanley where you're just like, nothing brings you joy anymore. Motivation's low. Um, sex drives low menstrual cycle regularities kind of come with the territory but if we're noticing especially if you like have a long dieting phase ahead of you that we're losing our period almost instantly because we're cutting too quick too soon you know these are all like 
really important signs that your body is stressed out. And so sometimes the best thing for your body to do is to pull back so you can continue to make progress. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, like we, we see it all the time. Like, and, and the leaner you are, the, like, you don't even need, in my personal opinion, like all of that data to see it. Like you could just see it on the body from day to day. Um, just by looking at like the the ignored stress of the amount of inflammation you can accrue overnight, the amount of water retention that that happens like so quickly. But yeah, I do agree with with Ash. I mean, like just not even the the physical stress, but the psychological stress that we kind of put on ourselves as well um, plays a significant role. And if you're not continuously addressing that during prep, that it's only going to get worse. It's only going to consume you. You're only going to essentially ruin and, and, and cheat on your prep because you're not being, you know, first of all, honest with yourself. And second of all, you know, making the changes that are necessary in order to reduce that, that stress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take it away for our next one. Next one is not focusing on enough micronutrients. And this is a big one for people who are um, exclusively macro trackers and still are in the mindset of if it fits in your macros. Mm. Guilty. Yes. Um, I know you are, oh my God, when Ash was here, she was telling me like her fucking protein bar quest bar saga and I was like Jesus Christ like on the quest to fuck up my digestion (laughs) am I right literally and it's just like oh my god like there's just yeah so there's you have to choose foods that that honestly are going to give you these these micronutrients you know your vitamins your minerals they support your hormones overall health they help the body function better um you know that you don't want to be in a situation where you just lose sight of that. And I know it's hard and difficult because of the way that dieting goes. But like, if you choose foods that are obviously more whole foods, like your body's going to respond better, you're going to look better. And mentally, you're going to feel better as well. Right. Um, so like, you know, we talk about just like, there's a lot of supplementations you can take too when it comes down to it. And like, obviously those are needed during prep. Um, and even in the off season too, like just your basic, like multivitamins and, and omegas and stuff like that. But like, if we we can get them through like food sources as well. Like throughout the, min- the majority of prep, like you will feel so much better and the body thrives and is able to digest and utilize those micronutrients a lot better than the supplementations that we're taking. Absolutely. That was my biggest pitfall was doing the macros and doing all the, the diet hacks, protein fluffs, uh, volume eating, cauliflower rice, uh, cauliflower oatmeal, zucchini oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Walden Farms stuff, like the marshmallow fluff from Walden Farms, like all of that was me. Um, <laughs> and it was so expensive, right? It was so expensive. And yeah. at the end of the day, like I just didn't feel good either, right? So, like every check in would be unbloated, unbloated. Right. And I think it's like important too to understand like what all of like the micronutrients like do. Like, what are these vitamins and minerals like doing for our body and how do they help us? Because then at least in my mind, it makes me like, oh, wow, like I should get some like, you know, vitamin A, I should use some fucking carrots. I think carrots have a lot of vitamin A in them, um, you know, to help with like my eyesight or whatever it may be, you know, whatever aligns with that, that certain mineral or vitamin, because then you can understand like how these certain foods are improving, you know, every part of your body on that cellular level, which then comes to, to the physical aspect of, of exactly what we're trying to do to, to win our class, to win the show, to, you know, win over our goals and, and feel good within ourselves. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. 
Too many artificial sweeteners is the next one on our list, which kind of ties into the whole Walton Farms saga, you know, extra gum, um, the sugar-free, like, you know, mm. sauces and condiments and stuff like that, that are labeled like low calorie, calorie free. Yeah. That was, that was also me. Um, like coffees, like people overdo it oh on coffee and prep and they're like, Oh, I'm going to do the sugar-free vanilla, but it still has all of those artificial sweeteners. And back to your statement two minutes ago where you're like, I was always bloated. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was me all day, every day. And it just wasn't a good look and you don't feel good. And like, also like, especially like when you are lean, but yet you feel like a cow because your stomach hurts because you're so bloated. Like, it's just like not worth the, the artificial sweeteners. And some people react really nicely to stevia. Some people react really nicely to sucralose. So you kind of just have to see and listen to your body, but the dose or the poisons in the dosage, right? So like you can overdo any artificial sweetener or sugar alcohol. You just have to find your tolerance. But at the end of the day, like we're not demonizing these because I use stevia in my off season during my dieting phases. It's just like the, the amount that I use needs to be monitored and controlled from a digestive standpoint and also a calorie standpoint as well. But that's why you and I both for peaks, you do two weeks out. I at least do a week out. You know, we pull artificial sweeteners. We pull pre-workouts, pumps, skinny syrups, Walden Farms bullshit, sugar-free bullshit, um, which we shouldn't be using anyway. But, you know, in case they weren't being super honest, you know, all of that shit gets pulled because you want to make sure that you don't have a film. And I legit have seen photos of athletes where yeah. they keep their shit in like all of the, the bullshit in for their peak week. And it has like a film of water versus when they don't do it for their peak week, so much crispier. Right. Yeah. And, you know, maybe there's no like actual science and research on it, but that's some strong ass anecdotal evidence. If I've ever seen it. Yeah. That's what I was going to touch on. Like the fact that like it, there's nothing that necessarily backs up like that film, like that watery film mm-hmm. um, that you can see like laying over the muscles. And it, it, when we talk about that, it, it's like, you look, like kind of blurred, like, you know, um, not that you look bad, like you can still look lean with it, but like, it's like this, you just don't have like that rigid, hard look. Right. Um, and when you pull them out, like, I definitely think it makes the, the world of a difference. I know for me personally, it does. Um, I know for my most recent athlete, Amber, that I put on stage, once we pulled those out, it, she hardened up overnight. Her waist looked like tight as fuck. And I was like, cool. Not that like she had like any super high doses. I think she was using stevia and I think maybe like three of them a day, but we just pulled that and that was enough to, to really just reel it in. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think, you know, that is something that can also like, if you're at a point in your prep where you're like, what the fuck? Like, why is like everything, you know, aligning except for this last thing, pull them, you know, stop eating them, stop, stop taking them. Um, and if nothing changes, then, you know, it wasn't bad, but if it does, then, you know, right. Um, our next one on the list. So I don't know how you feel about this, but for me and my athletes, we do not do weekly cheat meals. Um, and that is something that I believe um, can definitely disrupt and essentially ruin your entire prep. 
um, in my personal opinion. So I don't allow them. I don't know if it's me being a control freak, um, but I also think too, they can be beneficial. I've seen them be beneficial for people, but I like to see data. I will do refeed diet breaks, but as far as like a go have a burger and fries, especially when you're, you're pretty close out or a month out, mm-hmm. people can overdo it. Um, and I think if you're doing it every week, if you know, your coach allows you to do it and you respond well, fine, perfect, you know, but if you don't and you're still doing it, then something needs to change. Otherwise you're not going to bring the absolute best. And, um, I know coaches that will do like certain specific guidelines for like their weekly cheat meal, like only do a burger and fries or only do this. It's not like, okay. Or like sushi is like another popular one. Um, not like go out and have like seven slices of pizza and 10 scoops of Ben and Jerry's. Right. And, and dude, you laugh, but like people do that shit. Yeah. But I definitely think like, that's, you know, a part that's, that could be cheating on your prep. Or even if like you alone are just overeating, um, which is like, obviously another topic, we have a whole podcast on, on, you know, eating disorders within, within prep and, and the bodybuilding community, but also too, like just going over, you know, your, your allotted caloric intake for that week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Snaps and claps. I don't do cheat meals. I would do refeeds, mm-hmm. right? Cause like, again, I want that data. Um, yeah. if I, you know, like, Hey, go to your local diner and get a burger and fry. Like, how the fuck am I going to like, how am I going to replicate right. that? If you respond really nicely, like, are you going to especially if you're traveling to a show, are you going to order that specific burger and diner and pray to God they're using the same amount of sodium, the same ingredients, the same fucking fry cook? Like, no, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that. Like, let me bring that fry cook with me. Legit, like (laughs) fucking little Jimmy. I know you have school, but guess what? I need to peek. Like, no, you're not going to do that. So like, I'd rather make sure that digestion remains in a good spot. And if you want to do a burger and fry and you want to make a burger and fry as a part of your refeed, okay, maybe, potentially, but at the same time, it's just like, there's so much room for error. And like, you're working too fucking hard to start slipping up and make mistakes. So like, let's just do what makes sense and keep things controlled and tightly knit. Yeah. And I like the last thing I want to say is just like, I think it's like a very uncontrolled item in a controlled environment. And it just Mm -hmm. doesn't fit in my opinion. Like you said, there's just so many variables and how are you going to, going to replicate that? Like, I know a lot of people will stick to like the same thing, like five guys, which probably is relatively the same with each joint you go to, but still, mm-hmm. you know, you, you just can't be spot on with it. And that's personally why I don't like it. And I've seen a lot of people go haywire. Um, do you want to do the last one or you want me to do it? Now nah, you take it away. Okay. Lack of effort for cardio. I put this on there because I used to do this shit all the time. So, oh, did you? you? Yes. All right. And and this is why I've changed my way of coaching for cardio, um, in contest prep. So, um, which is, it's kind of hard to believe that I used to do this because of the way that I am. And I am so disciplined. I am so diligent. I am very hardworking. Um, but there were days where I was like, fuck. Um, so lack of effort during cardio. So I, have always up until my most recent coach with Mark Dominic before that, it was always just timed cardio. And that's what I used to do too. I still do that for some of my like lifestyle clients, depending on, on their stress level and like, their unique situation, but 20 minutes at a speed of 2.0 on the treadmill is very different. That's nothing. 
I'm giving a basic example. It's not what I exactly used to do. Okay. Promise. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't that, it wasn't that bad versus um, 20 minutes at 3.5 speed with a seven incline, not holding on Two extremely different efforts. Um, caloric, calorically speaking, the amount of calories that we burn during that time is completely different. Um, so I would, I wouldn't be like that big of a gap. I would relatively have like the same incline, but there were days where I was not always at like 3.5. I would be, you know, at three or like two, nine because I was fucking tired. So it wasn't always consistent for me. And that's when like the lack of effort, like for cardio, um, well, where it came from on this list, because I used to be someone that was like, yep, just not trying that hard. Or you'll notice too. I mean, like when cardio gets up in the higher range, when it's 45 minutes, an hour, like it's obviously going to be extremely difficult. So like your energy is going to be so much lower. Your efforts really not going to be there. If you don't have specific guidelines, I know we've talked about this before. I know Ash programs, like literally like the speed and the incline, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, for her athletes and herself, so to speak during a time frame, right. Uh, I do more of a active calories burned nonetheless, but yeah, I do both. Right. Yeah. It really depends. Cause like for a bikini athlete, for me, like I can't do necessarily just like a, a cardio, like a calorie goal just based on minutes. Cause like, cause I don't weigh that much. Right. So it's like a heart rate thing too. I take into yeah. consideration. So I use like a heart rate monitor for the chest since that's going to be the most accurate. So that way I can make sure I'm in that fat burning zone because it does matter when I'm using lipolytic drugs, like I am now mm-hmm. like growth hormone, yohimbine, clenbuterol, that shit. So like for me, it's a combination of altering like incline and speed with the heart rate versus like larger individuals, we can do a calorie goal without them having to like haul ass and get out of that, like target heart rate that we're trying to be in for like specific intentional fat loss when those lipolytic supplements and drugs are in place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense, especially too. Like if you're doing like you specifically, like for, for fasted cardio as well, um, you know, there's a lot of research out on that, but, um, yeah, no, I definitely think that this is one of the, the top ways and out of this list, I think this is probably either like top one or two that you could definitely be cheating on your prep and cheating with yourself and not bringing your best is just that lack of effort when it comes to not only, you know, your cardio, but your training as well. They kind of go hand in hand. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely- it also goes with holding on, oh. holding on like to the treadmill. Like, let's say you do, or you are someone that maybe is a little bit more old school and really likes high incline walking that there's nothing necessarily wrong with that unless you're hanging on. Cause then yeah. you're defeating the whole fucking purpose. Or if you're like on the stair mill and the, the speed is, you know, 15 and you're, you're hauling ass, but like, you're like hugging the Silver. machine. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, don't hug the machine, hug your mom. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's do what <laughs> makes sense. Like you want to like work the whole part of cardio is in, in prep is to burn calories, right? You are getting yeah. that heart rate up. You are challenging your cardiovascular system. Yes. But you're also trying to work and work requires burning calories. And so Anytime you try to make it easier, you are missing the point. So don't do that. Don't do that. Don't make it harder for yourself by trying to make it easier. Like you're going to have to end up doing more, which yep. is going to be harder. Yeah. No, like that, that, that didn't even like think about that, but yeah, like your cardio is going to continue to go up because like the effort is not there because you're being like a little fucking jack wagon and like, you know, pussyfooting around, so to speak on the treadmill. I ended up having to switch to the Stairmaster because 
I started holding on like way too much. I was like, this is so cheating. Okay, we're going to switch. So I had to go to the Stairmaster and the Stairmaster essentially is just a little bit harder, more difficult um, and easier for me not to hold on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, so I think um, that kind of wraps up our list today of, you know, all the things that that are possible ways to be cheating on your prep. I'm sure there are more, but these are the ones that we thought were, were definitely like um, either most common or we've done in the past or, um, you know, just really make the the world of a difference when it comes to trying to bring your best, perform your best and feel your best during a prep. Mm-hmm. I will say the last thing that like we could consider cheating is like actually cheating on your diet or mm-hmm. on your cardio and not being honest with your coach about it. Not doing like, all of it. Yeah. Like just like straight up lying. Right. It's like you were the one that wanted to do a contest prep. You were the one that wanted to do a show. And you need to be honest and own your actions. Like if you fuck up, you you got to own that you fucked up and you have to find a way and work with your coach to figure out how to not do it again. Right. So if you're like binging, you're cheating on your diet, you're like skimping out on like, you know, 50 calories of cardio or six minutes of cardio, like your coach may not know, trust me, we'll know that progress is stalling and we'll just like have to, you know, accommodate that and continue to push. But like, you also know. Like this goal has to fucking matter to you where you respect yourself enough to own your shit and be better because of the fact that like you were wanting to, to be a competitive bodybuilder. So like have some self-respect, honor yourself, follow through. If you fuck up, be honest and then find ways to not fuck up again. Right. And essentially like it helps us out as a coach too, because like, if we think you're doing all this cardio and eating a set number of food and you're fucking not, then like, we're going to make adjustments based off of that, you know, rather than. Yeah. Which is not good. Right. But I think, yeah, like to sum it all up, like if you're cheating, you're fucking cheating. And then like, these are the ways that like, maybe you didn't necessarily know or, or realize that that can happen during prep that are still, you know, hurting that, that physique and and getting you to that, that center stage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think that's, that's it. Um, We'll definitely do a follow-up for, we're fucking up your off season because, you know, I've been in my five ever off season and uh, there are yeah. definitely some things that like I have done that I have done wrong or incorrectly or not optimally that I want to own. And I want to share with the listeners to make sure that like, Hey, I'm not perfect either. Right. Like I make mm-hmm. mistakes and I learn from them, which is the important thing. And I don't mind being a little bit more vulnerable when it comes to that. And I'm sure you've had your own pitfalls and, and challenges and stuff like that, that you want to share. Yeah, I already, I just thought of three off the top of my head that like I fucking kind of currently do. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was weighing out my eggs, like my whole eggs. Oh, like yeah. just the fucking stress. Like it's an egg. It's an egg ash. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, certain things yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 But until then, guys, see you next time. Peace. Adios.